Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. Today's show is going to be all about asking the question, who am I anyway? Or be the star of your life. So if you wrote a book or a movie about yourself, what genre would it be? Would it be a drama? A comedy? I hope not a tragedy. Would it be a horror movie? Uh, hope not. A thriller? A mystery? There are so many different parts of our lives. What would it be? A romantic comedy? Where would you have it be? What location? And who are you? Do you think of yourself as the star of your life? Are you number one and the one that it's all about? It is your life after all. Or are you the comic relief, the second fiddle? Or maybe you're an extra and you don't really count at all on your life because everyone else seems to be more important than you. I hope that's not the case. When I've been in theater, I've done a lot of different parts. I've done Ada Annie, who is kind of goofy and thinks all about men and how, you know, she's rounded up a little and so now all the men pay attention to her. And yeah, I've been that person. When I played her, part of her was me. When I played Miss Hannigan and Annie, well, I wasn't the part of the wanted to hit the little girls, but yelling at somebody kind of felt good, not caring what I said to people. It was nice because it's not who I am in real life. I knew I had that part of me in me, but I don't let it out because I have that filter. And of course, when I played Sheila a couple of times in Chorus Line, and I was told you're perfect for the role, and she is the, pardon the expression, bitch of the group. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was good that I was a good actress or if it was a really bad thing to say to me. So I know from all these different shows I've done that I am a bit of each one of my characters. I am much more when I say, who am I? Then what I think, because I look at the nice characters, I look at the nasty characters and I realize, oh, there's a little bit of all of this in me. And so I think probably there's a little bit of all these things in everybody. But which ones do you identify with? I'm going to ask you to look on the outside of your life. Who are you out there? What do you show to the world? Do you show your nice side? Do you show your not so nice side? Are you always complaining and whining? Are you have a lot of bravado, like you're the best thing ever? And what are you like on the inside? Are you insecure? Or do you have a lot of peace? And when people take you wrong, you don't even get it because you don't know why they don't see who you truly are. How big of a difference is there between the inside and the outside? And be honest. Dig deep with yourself because I want you to be able to see who you are today and see if you're happy with who you are or if you want more. Do you want to be more than what you are? 
You already are enough, but you may not seem like it. It may not seem like it to you because you have all these fears and things kind of piled on top of who you truly are, your true self. And today, when we look at what holds us back, I'm going to delve into expectations. Expectations are a really big thing we grow up with. The definition of expectation includes both the words fear and hope. It's very tentative. We aren't sure what to expect, so sometimes we fear it and sometimes we hope. And sometimes it's a little of both. Where do they come from? Well, maybe your parents expect you to be a good student. They expect you to be like the rest of the family and be perhaps attorneys or be firemen or in the protect and serve department of the police or the, or maybe they expect you to go into the company business. Maybe you don't want to go into the company business. Maybe you are exactly the opposite feeling and it's not for you at all. If that's the case, do you rebel? Do you become, if your family or lawyers, maybe you become an artist. You become an actor. You become something that is the opposite and you feel like the black sheep. But you've made a decision and you stick to it. And maybe your life is amazing and you go on to be and do exactly what you want because you didn't settle for those expectations. This also are expectations when you have so many different people coming out of poor areas where the only kind of expectations they had, especially of young men, were to go to prison, to die or to be in gangs. And there was no other out. And yet when they talk about how they got out, they rebelled. They made those decisions that those were not going to be choices for them. They're inspirational because they broke away and they became who they truly were. And they let go of what other people expected of them because they wanted more. Then there are those that are really lucky and those expectations also are what they want. They would love to go into the company business. It feels right for them. It feels wonderful. And when that happens, that's perfect. It's exactly what you want. But there are people that get caught in the middle, the expectations that other people have for them, and they don't know if they want to do it or not. They aren't really happy with it, but they might go along with it. So if your family are lawyers and they expect you to be a lawyer, and you're really not a very good lawyer because you don't really want to be one, well, it's not good for your clients, but it won't usually ruin the world. But if you're a fireman and you don't want to be one, that's not really very good for the people around you. It's not safe. So you need to think and decide, hey, is it worth this? Is this what I want to do or not? When it's specifically about job-related, career-related things. But there's so much more to expectations than that. There's also those times that you're going to school. The teacher doesn't expect you to do well because maybe your brother or sister didn't. Maybe the school bully makes you feel like you're less than because they steal your lunch all the time and they call you names. Maybe your friends are not very nice or they want you to do things. They expect you and there's peer pressure for things that you don't want to do. There are so many different things that expectations are constantly being thrown at us all through our growing up years, let alone after we're an adult. But we make those choices. Do we adopt the wish for other people to have for us? Or do we rebel against them? Or do we kind of accept them and just go along not wanting to be there? Adopting those beliefs and those expectations for ourselves show up sometimes with, especially high schoolers who are on, they look like on the outside, everything's great. They have gotten a great grade point average. Maybe they're cheerleaders or on the football team or whatever they're doing, but they commit suicide because 
they aren't happy. They don't feel they're good enough. And yet everybody else thinks they're amazing because those expectations they had of themselves just failed and they couldn't live with it. And of course, there may be a million other reasons why as well. But that you see specifically when they say, I just can't, I'm just, I didn't achieve something or I didn't do something and they can't live with it. And that's totally an extreme point when people are there. But just wanted to point that out to you because expecting to go along with what other people believe for you, those expectations, you need to decide. You don't need to adopt them into your world. You can reject those expectations. You don't need to be there. So I ask you again, who are you? Because that is the most important question. Don't ask what other people expect of you, but who are you to yourself? Only you can answer that. And I don't think that laying fault will help you at all. So if you lay fault on other people like the school bully or the teacher that says you'll never amount to anything, or maybe a parent, unfortunately, who said that, it's up to you to decide how you respond. It's a choice. You can step above and beyond it. You can reject it 100%, rebel against it. These are things that you can do. But in the meantime, I want you to be aware that In the next segment, we're going to be looking at a guided visualization. We're going to be working through one. And I'm going to help you take some steps in different areas of your life that are going to help you to release some of those things that aren't working for you. If you've never done a guided visualization before, it's really easy. You won't be able to wander off in your mind like a meditation where you're by yourself and there's just nice, pretty music. We're not going to have music during it because I want you to be able to concentrate. I want you to be able to follow my voice and just go where I lead. There'll be a time where your imagination will be able to step in, so it will be more individual to you. But you won't need to be afraid that if you don't have something or you do have something, those expectations, that they aren't important. So let those expectations go. This is going to be a time for you to be able to step in and find your own path. But I will be there leading you, so you don't need to worry. You'll be safe. Go ahead and get either a paper and pencil or have a notepad or your phone ready where you can take some notes. Because when you come back and out of the guided visualization, if you need to take any notes, I want you to be able to do it before you lose what the thought is. You may find you release things and you have no memory of what you did. You remember kind of fuzzy what it was, but it feels like you let it go. If that happens, you don't need to remember it. Just know that it's possible that you can make a big shift or even a little shift through any kind of visualization as you go through things and allow them to be what they need to be. So I don't want you to be scared of it if you haven't done it before. Don't worry about if you don't like what you see in the guided visualization because there are different, it's like dreams, they mean different things. So even if there's nothing that you see, That can mean something specific as well. And we'll talk about that after we're through with the visualization. But relax into it when you get there. And by all means, if you feel like you can't do it now because you're driving or you're exercising on a treadmill or something, that's okay. Listen to it and allow yourself to think while you're going through it. And then come back and you can always listen to this again and move to this guided visualization so that you can then sit down with your eyes closed, some are comfortable, some are safe, and you'll be able to move through it at your own speed and when you're ready. 
And don't put it off too long if you want to do it, because life gets in the way and we forget. Who am I anyway? It's a really good question to ask, because you're going to find that the answer is maybe a little bit different than what you expect. Especially if you find there's a really big break off between who you appear on the outside and who you are on the inside. I know that I always thought I was very calm and very easygoing, but sometimes people told me I wasn't. And I had no idea what that was about because honestly, when they'd say, why are you so excited or why are you so upset? I'd check in with my being and I'd go, I'm fine. I have no idea what they're talking about. Sometimes we take on other people's energies. So you may find that that's also the case. When I became aware that I was doing that and I went, oh, who around me is upset? I'm pulling that energy in and I didn't even know it. I did it for years. I mean, all my growing up years, people would say, why are you so excited? My voice would get pitched higher, more excited, more energy. And I'd go, inside, I'm calm. I have no idea. So there are different reasons why we may find that that's the case. So by all means, don't be concerned when you go into the guided visualization and just know that who you are can be who you need yourself to be. Now we're going to be working into that guided visualization to help you release who you feel you have to be in certain areas of your life. If you're ready, if you're sitting down, then feel like you're in a safe location. If not, you can always come and listen to this again later. So close your eyes and breathe and be ready to take a journey. I'm going to count you down so that you can feel like you're ready to be in the space that you need to be in. Five, feel everything around you falling away that you don't need in your life right now. You don't need to be aware of. You can pick it up again later if you need to. Four, starting to feel the peace moving through your being. No expectations one way or the other of what you see or what happens at the other end. Three, feeling the peace steal down through you, relaxing every part of your body, and knowing that the highest and best for you, that information will come to you to help you move through what you want to move through. Two, allowing every part of your being to relax all the way to your toes breathing easier, and releasing anything left that might be concerning to you. Knowing if it's something you need to remember, you'll remember it when we're complete. And one, taking another deep breath, relaxing, and allowing whatever you need to learn from your highest source to be what you will learn today. And as you take another breath, you see an elevator appear before you, it's an amazingly fun elevator, something different than you've ever seen before. And you see as you start walking towards it that the doors slide open automatically. And you look at it and it feels safe to you. It feels comfortable. It feels like a journey that will bring you where you want to be. So as you step into the elevator, you take a breath and you look around and you notice there are no buttons on this elevator. The door slides shut. And it takes you where you need to go. And as the doors open onto a hallway, you see there's brilliant light at the end. It isn't dark or dingy. It's brilliant. It feels wide and expansive. And you see doors on either side of the hallway 
in all different colors, bright splashes of paint. There's red and a green one and a yellow, blue, purple, and so many different colored doors going all the way down both sides of this hallway. And as you know that you feel safe no matter what you see, you walk towards the first door on your left and you try the knob. It's a green door. Is it easy to open or is it stuck? Does it open at all? Or does it swing wide before you even touch it? Allow the door now, however you had trouble with it or not, to swing wide. What's on the other side of this door? Is it a room or is it an outdoor scene? Perhaps it's a giant mansion inside and a cavernous room. Or perhaps you're on a spaceship somewhere. Perhaps you're out in the mountains. But wherever you are, just look at what's going on around you. This green door is the door of career. When you look around, what do you see? Where are you at? Take that first original moment of looking around. And was there anything that felt uncomfortable? When I told you where you were, did things shift? Did people show up? Did you feel differently? Look at what you like about this room or behind this door, what you're seeing. What feels good? What feels right to you? And then look at what doesn't feel right to you. Look at anything that feels wrong, that feels uncomfortable. Look at those things and be clear on what you're seeing if you can. And don't worry if you see nothing, if it's just a white light or it's pitch black. Allow it to be whatever your highest self wants you to see about your career. And if you don't have a job or a career because you're retired or because maybe you're a student, then allow yourself to be aware of what you do during the day. Perhaps it's just being a student. It's going to school. Or perhaps if you're retired, it's what you do during a volunteer. Whatever it is, it's whatever you're thinking about the most when you're doing it during the day. Career, job, what is it? And how does this feel to you? And when you can pick out those things that don't work for you, realize what they are and set them to one side. Look at those and allow them all to stay together and see a sort of bright white light coming from above and below and covering them, showering down upon whatever those things are that don't work for you. And see those things shimmer away and transmute, if you want them to, to something completely different, something that works for you. Who are you in your career? Who are you when you volunteer? Whatever you don't want to be can easily be shifted in this deeper space. So allow what doesn't work for you to shimmer away, to be gone. And now, as you're looking at it, and it's shimmering away, take a few steps back and look at what does work for you. Allow yourself to breathe in and be ready to step back outside the door, knowing that what wasn't working for you has been simply vanished. It shifts and it moves away. It can indeed come back in a transmuted form in a different shape that does work for you if you want it to, or it can simply disappear. 
Now step back and go back out the door and allow it to shut behind you, remembering whatever it is you need to remember about this career path and releasing it and looking across the hallway at the yellow door. And as you walk through the door, how is that one working? Is it stuck? Is it open? How is it? I want you to be able to step through this door now. So be aware if you had trouble or not with it and push it open. Allow it to open for itself. This yellow door is the door of love and relationships. Allow that door now to open if it wouldn't before and walk inside. What do you see? Is it blank or white or black? Is it filled with people? Is it filled with things that make you uncomfortable? Perhaps you feel nothing. Or do you feel beauty and joy when you're in there? What is it in this place that feels uncomfortable? Look around. Take it in. And when you pull away, your attention will go to the things that don't work, that you no longer need. If you're being a certain way in love, the things that perhaps reflect what you don't want to be will be able to be shifted and changed. And the things that work for you will be filled much more joy with. You'll know what works and what doesn't. As you allow those things that don't work for you to again congregate on one side of this area, see that white light from below and above coming and covering these things, showering upon them this golden light, the white light, whichever color feels the best to you, and help it shift. Help that energy that feels lower and like it's not working for you disintegrate. Help it to transmute and to be something that does work for you. Whichever that you choose is right for you, whether it disintegrates and goes away, or whether that anger or that fear or whatever it is that you are realizing doesn't work for you. Allow that to become less. Allow it to shift, to change, so that you can shift and change as you go through this. And as you take a step back towards the door, be aware that those things are now gone. They have gone poof. They've vanished. And look around at what does work for you. On the other side of this yellow door of love, where are you? How does it feel? Allow the things that work for you to pour over you, to appreciate them, to know that you can be all you want to be in this arena. And take a deep breath as you allow it to pour into you. And as you smile, you may not want to step back out of this door, but I'll ask that of you right now to take a few moments and then to step back through the yellow door and allow it close softly behind you. And I see we have time for one more door. So as you go down a little further on the left this time, look at the blue door. Look at the blue door and decide. When you try the handle, is it easy or is it difficult to go through? Is it stuck shut? Or does it fling itself open without you even touching it? As you allow the door to open from an outer source, once you realize how difficult or easy it was to open on its own, this Blue door is the door of finances. When you walk through, what does this scene look like? How does it feel? Is it working for you? Or is it totally not working? When you look at 
what is working in the area? What is it about it? Who are you when you're in this arena? Do you see yourself feeling particularly good about it? Do you see yourself having a problem? How do you feel in this arena? And then when you look at what doesn't work, what is it about who you are in the financial world, in your finances, in your investments, in the way you handle money, and how you react to money? How are all those things for you? Do you feel good about it? Or do you feel like you are not doing well? Look at where you are. Look at those things that aren't working. And then allow them to congregate in one area of the space. Again, be aware of them. And allow that bright light to come from below and above, changing and transmuting this lower energy into something lighter, more frothy, or have it disintegrate, whichever you prefer. If it becomes a lighter energy, allow it to shift. Allow it to change you. Allow yourself to be who you need to be. And take a breath and look at what does work in this. Because finances can be something that we have some really difficult things about. Who are you in this area? Take another breath. And allow what does work for you and the transmuted energy, if it's still there, to flow through you as well. Trust that you are who you need to be in the financial aspects of your life when dealing with money. Take another breath and allow yourself to step back through that door. Look at the three doors that you've gone through. The yellow door of love, the green door of career, jobs, or volunteerism and the blue door of finances. You can see there are so many more doors going down the hallway. And just know that you can come back here whenever you like and look through the other doors. Whatever they may be and whatever section of your life you need to shift and change in as far as you're concerned, you can come here and do that for yourself. So take a few moments and look back at where you've come from and see the bright light at the end, and feel safe and know that you have made some changes today. Who you are will help you realize that you can be who you want to be. Those things that didn't work for you are not your true self. They are just coverings. They are things that you've heaped upon yourself or others have that you've adopted, that you've now released or begun to release. So when you turn around and you see the elevator behind you, know that you are safe, and that you have made a shift. Now take the steps back to the elevator and allow the doors to whoosh open without you touching them. When you get in, breathe again as you see the door shut for the hallway. And one, starting to feel it rise, starting to feel like you are coming back into your body. Two, releasing any fears that you may have held about where anything went to that you didn't like. Three, feeling like you're more in your body and that those things that you shifted are starting to already take effect. Four, feeling lighter and brighter and more in your body and ready to open your eyes. And five, wide awake, right there, ready to go and ready to move forward. After you've gone through this guided visualization, Write down whatever it was that you needed to remember 
and to get more in your physical body in case you were floating around a bit. If you haven't, please, by all means, take some water, take some breaths, and leave your eyes open and stay connected to your body so that you don't wander off on me. You can do that later if you like, or go back and listen again if you find that there are certain other parts of your life that you want to look into. We went into finances, into different types of careers, jobs, whatever you want to call it for that time of during the day or what you do to make money kind of thing. We also went into love. There are a lot of obviously other areas, but I wanted to hit on three of those that would mean something to you. So when you look at what you saw, what did you see? Was there, and I mentioned this when we were going through it, was it like blank and you were worried because you didn't see anything? Maybe you were upset because you didn't think your imagination was helping or you were too tense. If you were too tense, you can always go back over this again and listen again. If you saw nothing or it was a white light, that could mean something specific. If you saw nothing in the love area, maybe you have no love. You have no one to connect to. And perhaps it means you aren't stepping forward to do anything, to make it happen. Or maybe it means you're a blank slate and you're willing to do things, but you don't see where you're headed. You don't maybe have faith in where you're going. And if it's black, maybe you have so many fears, you can't do anything. And then there are things, maybe you see something really unusual and you don't know what it means. They're kind of like dreams that way. Even though there are dream books that explain what things mean, I don't find that those help that much. I listen to me, to myself, to understand what it means. I'll ponder it or I'll mention it to someone else and they'll go, oh, I know what that means. What? And they'll tell me and I'll go, oh my God, yes. But most of the time I can do them on my own only because things aren't as unusual or weird as you might think when you see a guided visualization or even a regular dream. Sometimes things are a little wacky, but when you look at them in connection to what's happening, sometimes it gets really clear. And sometimes we aren't meant to know what things mean, but you will become aware later. So look at what was behind the love door. How did it look to you? And if you have questions after we're done, I'm totally happy for you to email me ask me questions and I'll see what I can do to help you. A lot of times there are moments that we give up and we only ask for help and other people never ask for help. Even when you offer your help, they won't ask for it. They won't say, yes, I need it. And you're probably aware of people like that in your life. So look at what was there. Try and figure it out for yourself because you know what's best for you. You know what you need. And then look at your life again, not just the big stuff, but some of the smaller things in there. Look at who you are and how you're reacting to these different areas of your life. See if you don't feel just a little different from where you were before. So if you look at love and you figure out where you were and who you were being in that instance, does it feel any different? Does it feel lighter? Does it feel more hopeful or are you more aware of the stuff that's in your way and maybe you feel worse at the moment? It's all possible and it's all okay. It's just your journey and everyone's journey is different. 
Please don't judge yourself on anything. Just be aware. And being aware is enough to make those changes, to being willing to step forth. Look at yourself in that career or job or volunteer door when you went through there. What did you see there? Just look at it. Realize what was working and embrace those parts of your life, who you are that was working in that area. Are you a great worker? Do you work well and play well with others in your career? Do you have great ideas? Or do you hold yourself back and that's what you saw? Do you hold yourself back because you don't feel like you're good enough? Maybe you don't feel like you have enough education or enough experience. And so you hold yourself back. And who do you need to be to make these things work? Who do you want to be in your career? And were you able to release anything that didn't work for you and who you were being in that life? And from there, take a look at your finances. This one is kind of some funniness sometimes because people see all sorts of oddball things that they're surprised about. They go through and they see vaults, they see armed robbers, they see all sorts of things that make them go, what in the world is going on with this? Sometimes they say people running around with, with money and maybe taking it from them or, I mean, just all sorts of things. And sometimes they see something totally unrelated to money, like a big mountain. So don't worry about what you see. Just feel what it means to you. Perhaps you saw something because you had such fear that you couldn't release the money because you saw a big vault and all your money was in there. Maybe you couldn't find the key or the, you didn't know the combination. And that's what you saw. Or maybe you saw people running around with the money and it was your money and they were taking it from you. Maybe you feel lack. You don't feel like you can have prosperity in that area. Maybe you had an overabundance and you had no worries. But look at how you felt. See if there are ways that you can release those things that you became aware of if they don't feel released yet. Being aware is always the first step. Being aware of what's happened, who you're being, and what you want to do differently is kind of what this whole show is about. It's about finding out who you are, finding out who you want to be, and then looking at the gap in between and figuring out how to get from here to there. So your life feels like you've dropped those limits and shifted and become more of what you want to be. What do you want your life to be? What do you want it to look like? And who do you have to be in order to achieve them? If you want your life to look different, because you want to be somebody different, first know that you are, and I've said this many times, already enough is just that stuff we put on top of ourselves. It's all the worries and the fears and all those things that stop us from our good of what we want. We may not think we're good enough or smart enough, so we react certain ways to things. We stop our good. When I ask my clients, you want to have a promotion? Who do you want to be? Who do you have to be to achieve that? And they may come up with a long list. I have to know more. I have to be more. I have to get a different boss because this one sucks. I mean, they say all sorts of things. But if you look and make that jump, what if it had already happened? What if you already were this thing that you want to be? 
What if you already had this promotion? What would you feel like then? Who would you be then? Would you be someone that had more confidence in themselves, that knew that they deserved it, that felt just on top of the world? If you can shift who you are now into feeling who you would need to be in order to have already achieved it, you're shifting your vibration so much different and so much higher. You're going to be thinking about what it would be like if you already were that person that you want to be. If you already had achieved what you wanted, who would you be? What would it look like to you? What would it feel like to already be there? Once you know that, can you shift who you are now into feeling the other way and trying to live from that moment? Because as you live from that moment, you're going to be able to see things start shifting in your life. They're going to change. They're going to start growing more towards what you want if you can become that person that you want. Make sure that you dream big, that you stretch, that you try and figure out exactly what you want, how much you can be. I always hesitate to say homework, but for your play that you get to do this time, you have my total permission, and hopefully your own, to dream big. Find those things that you want in your life. Stretch them bigger and bigger and see if as shifting who you are doesn't help you to shift that as well. To help it make a few more possibles that seemed impossible. To make those dreams stretch bigger and bigger. And who you are and who you become as you see your life changing and growing and being more than what you think it can be right now. Remember that who you want to be, you already are. You simply need to kind of take that overcoat off of all those heavy things you've been carrying around so you can be that true you. You can be that person that you want to be. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good day.